What's happening? Welcome to part two of the Amsterdam podcast. In this part, I sat down with Fanny Van Weiss from the Van Weiss Distillery. We tasted through several, several spirits. It was quite the spread she had laid out. A little bit about Fanny. She is third generation master distiller at the Van Weiss Distillery. Her grandfather started it back in the late 1800s. And uh, actually, her daughters right now are learning their craft. Yeah, it was a great time. My uh, beautiful and lovely fiancé joined me on this occasion. And unfortunately, I didn't have a mic for her. But she sat there and had some spirits with us. And she got a great time. She got a kick out of it. Um, she's new to your neighbor as well. So, but, so you can kind of hear in the background kind of giggling. So it was a good time. Yeah, I literally ran from Proflokal Von Weiss, which is uh, the tasting house for the Von Weiss distillery. I ran across town to the Jordan district of Amsterdam and uh, sat down with Fanny. So check it out. Welcome to Life Distilled. Here, we explore the world of craft spirits and introduce you to the people and products that are making this world a better place, one small batch at a time. It is Zen and the art of micro distillation, your window into craft culture and your connection to the makers, creators, achievers, and thought leaders who are charting a path forward, cocktail in hand. This is Life Distilled. Welcome to another episode of Microshiner with Life Distilled. Again, I'm Brian and I'm here with Finney. And I am at, describe, name the distillery again. A van Wees Distillerij de Ooyevaard. Yeah, I couldn't even pronounce that if I tried. <laughs> so, uh, but again, we're in the city of Amsterdam. Thank you so much for having me. I know it's kind of like last minute spur of the moment, but I've heard, I've heard a lot about you. You are doing some amazing work here. I was just at the location downtown and the name of that was Van Weiss. Proeflokaal Van Wees. Yes, <laughs> precisely. That's the Dutch. Uh, That's our tasting room. Exactly. Perfect. No, that was great. Yeah. Valentine gave me the good tour and the good tasting of just uh, your neighbors, mm -hmm. the young, the old, and then the 20-year-old, which he kind of snuck to me on the side because that was so fantastic. Great location downtown. But you also have a beautiful place out here on the, on the Jordan. This is uh, beautiful. So you have quite the spread in front of me. I'm, uh, let's, where do we start? How do we go? How do we, let's begin. Well, you had a tasting. But I think uh, it should have been the other way around since okay. <laughs> it's uh, better to know something more about uh, the production yeah. and then taste. Okay. So we'll do that now. Okay. And uh, uh, what I show you by smelling. So I let you smell and then you, it's shown to you okay. what words can't say. Okay. That uh, there's quite a difference from what we're doing and what's done all over the world. Uh, mm -hmm. Amsterdam was famous for the method of fine distilling. And most distilleries do only the rough distilling, like making malt wine, whiskey. Uh, they ferment stuff. And after fermenting, they distill it. 
and then it's distilled perhaps once or twice again. And then it's uh, or either eau de vie if it's uh, made from fruit, or it's malt wine if it's made from grains. And grains can be made to whiskey or to Jennifer, although uh, you should think it's made of grain, but most of the, the Genevas in Holland are not made from grain, yeah. but from a sugar beet. Okay. So that's the first uh, dissolution. Another one is that in Holland you can make Geneva also from industrial alcohol, and that's what most Geneva is made from. And in the old days they used to make to ferment grain and then have it distilled until a percentage three times to 48%. And uh, after that you got this. This is not to drink, only to sniff. Sniff. That's a good thing to point out. I usually drink everything. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty robust. I guess a, a good term. You know, it's yeah. pretty big. Very. Now this is uh, okay. So this is forty percent, forty eight percent alcohol. So that's pretty high. But so, what do you use this from, or where does this go from here? Um, that's what I'm about to explain. Okay, perfect. <laughs> this is the start. Okay. It's a process we don't do. They ferment grains and then in three times they, they distill it until this. First time it's 6%. When you ferment it, it's about 6%. Then you mm -hmm. will distill it once and mm -hmm. they call that rough distillate and that's 12%, about 12. Okay. It might be more. It depends on how far they go, uh, how low they go. And then you distill it the second time and it becomes 24%. And that's called single malt. And then another time, and that's 48%, and it's called the best malt. Best wet, free translated, but you won't understand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, best nut. That is what you have in this glass. And each time you distill it, you start with 2,000 liters. And when you're at that part, at the second part, the single uh, malt, um, you only got left 200 liters of the Right. thousand liters. It's so you have to do this five, ten, to one ten ratio. times to do another third time. Okay. And you can imagine that's expensive and it costs yes. a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So that's how they did it before 19th century. Okay. Then they invented the industrial alcohol, which was done in not in rough kettles, in the copper cop, copper pot stills, which you know, mm -hmm. probably know. It's such a one, such a kettle is over there. Such that's cool. where this one is made in. Okay. Okay. But they made the column distill uh, vessels, and okay. then you you can't get you can get in 24 hours from zero percent, and then ferment it to six percent. That's cost more than 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, fermenting yeah. Fermentation, process. right? But from six percent to 96 percent. Okay. And then you have a very clean uh -huh. distillate, which has nothing to do with that in your glass anymore because it's it's colorless. It's it doesn't smell and it doesn't taste. Mm -hmm. It's very clean. Got it. Uh, as clean to clean your tools in a hospital, but not to drink, mm -hmm. I think. Right. Because if you drink something, you want to taste something. Right. And if you don't taste anything, it's not worth drinking. I like it, yeah. Yeah? Definitely. So that's how they do it in modern times. But the first glass, you can imagine, it's not very likely to be drank. It's it's too rough. Yeah, very rough. You should distill it another time. Mm -hmm. And it's it wasn't done fourth or fifth times in the before the nineteenth century very much. Right. But it was done in some places in Holland, as in Amsterdam, 
in different kettles. What's different about the kettles? I'll explain when we do the tour. Okay. Because else it's different. Okay. It's difficult to explain. What you become while distilling it the fourth and fifth time in one process, so uh-huh. in one time you distill it the fourth and fifth time, is this. Okay. Oh, you, way more clean. This one is distilled with juniper berries and herbs uh-huh. and different botanicals in order to get that one. Yes, now that smells like your typical kind of, you know, juniper-heavy gin. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would call, ask you to, to take a sip, which one would you choose? Definitely this one. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, this is called, if I would ask you what is old and what is young Geneva, what would you answer? I mean, this, that kind of smells older. Uh-huh. I mean, because the younger one is very clean, you know, in terms of smell and, you know, very vibrant, you know. Mm-hmm. This one kind of... Is this is way more or a young one. Young. No. No. This is old. This is old. This is old. This, so, so this is in fact an old Geneva versus this one. I'll explain you the difference. Okay. Old Geneva was made by first making that glass. Okay. And after that, that glass. Okay. It's the old method of this. Old method. Okay. Fantastic. It's not okay. old in age. It's ah, in production. Love it. Okay, that's Young new. Geneva is the industrial Geneva. Okay. And which, uh, well, we do that later. It's, uh, I have this in a row for yeah. a reason. If Young Geneva is made always from industrial Geneva. Okay. And in order to have it something to do with Geneva, in a Dutch, according to the Dutch law, it should, might have about 15% of this inside. Okay. It's not necessary. Even it's even so. If you call it young Geneva, it's mm. not even necessary to have juniper berries inside. Okay. Although I think that if you call it Geneva, it should have juniper berries because yeah, that's where the name is coming mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Though in in Holland, the, I'm a bit uh, furious about that. In Holland, Geneva is become uh, more like vodka than it has to do with Geneva. Yeah. Then we go to the second two glasses. It's a pair, just like these. This is a malt, uh, a Geneva. We call it, you might probably know it. It's Korenwijn. Don't know it. Malt wine. But it's, m- it's, malt it's wine. It's okay. A malt made of of grains. Oh, got it. Different ones. In Holland, malt wine should be made about of at least fifty one percent of this. Got it. But if you smell that, you will know notice that it's not very. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think it's not very nice. Right. It's Going not back ready. To, it. From, to me, it's not as a fine distiller, it's not ready yet. Right. So you may also make it with uh, some of this. This. Okay. But if you do that, it, in, the, in total, it should be 70% at least. Okay. Of these both. Okay. We make this one that's more than 70% of these two. Okay. We make this one that's only this one. Okay. So please, I'll pour you some. Yeah. Smell the difference. And you might think that uh, glass one, three, and four are in the same distance as one and two. So that's the mold one. I can, I'm keeping them in order, mm-hmm. not getting lost. Oh, the mold one, okay. Not too much. It's difficult to turn. Now, Yes, again, I'm cheating. I went, I did the tasting first, but I tasted this. This stuff's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's great. Normally, we would let you sniff this one after these. 
But since I'd like to compare these two with these two, uh-huh. I did it like this. And why those two? Because this is 40 and that's 40. Right. But although it's the same percentage, uh-huh. one is more likely to be drunk again. Right. Okay. Yeah? Now this is safe to taste, right? Okay. <laughs> I'd advise you to taste afterward, to smell them first, mm-hmm. and then decide, uh, because if you drink these, right. it's difficult to drink these. Okay. Okay, so then let's move on. I'll tell you something about it before you taste it. <laughs> this one is our regular young grain Geneva. So this one is not made of sugar beet, it's pure grain. Okay. If you put grain on the label, it should be 100% grain. Absolutely. And although it's uh, not necessary to put anything of this inside, uh, let's stand this. Mm -hmm. We do both inside. Okay. And together it's 20% of both. Okay. So if you compare it to the Dutch law, this would nearly be an old Geneva. Old Geneva, okay. Although we don't want to make real young Geneva as it's in law because we don't think that has anything to do with Geneva. Got it. So we make our own, we give our own properties to our genes. Okay. Uh, It's the same as in the wine districts where people uh, who don't uh, agree with uh, which grapes they should use in the grapes. uh, Precisely. And then they're not allowed to uh, call it uh, appellation or origine controlling. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Cabernet versus, yeah, what percentage of wine I get it. Okay. And then this one is distilled with all different botanicals, which are like anise. So it's uh, chives, fennel, celery, camel, anise, okay. etc. Okay. And all these. Uh, oh, that's nice. That smells great. All nice. these vegetables. Right. We distill separately. Oh, so you do a separate distillate for like uh, chives or yes. like you said, wow. Yes. And then yeah. then you blend them all as separate liquids. Yeah. This one is advised to be drank with Dutch herring. <laughs> Dutch herring, oh, okay, fantastic. And they advise, in Holland, they advise the malt wine, the quarter wine, to drink with Dutch herring. Okay. But that's strong, it's 40%, it's very tasty, mm-hmm. too much, a little bit too much for me. Right, okay. And if you don't like herring, you should drink this one. But if okay. you like herring, you don't want the flavor of herring to be disturbed. And then mm-hmm. you should drink this one, then right. because it lifts the flavor of lifts the herring. The flavoring, yeah. Absolutely, okay. All right. Then this one is uh, Rochenaar, that's made of rye. Okay, it's a rye, it's a rye-based oh, spirit. Pure rye, yeah. Okay, pure rye. Oh yeah, way different. You could definitely get the grain. Yeah. That's great. Way different, you know, I mean, comparison. Yeah. Not that they're, you can even compare the two, I mean, but yeah. this is way, way more floral. A lot of herbs going on there. Oh, that's awesome. They're yeah. both okay. And then we started, I started to ask you, what's the difference between young and old? And you now know that it's the process. It is the process. But we also have Geneva's, and that's, that are the ones that are in, in stone bottles. Right. That are put in barrels, oak barrels. Okay. So we do have Geneva's that you can give an age to. Okay. And... To let you know what the difference is between the aging, what does the barrel do to the product? This one is that one, three years old. Nothing mm-hmm. different from this. It's made and then put on the barrel. Okay. And this is the same, 15 years old. Not, not done anything to it in the 15 years. It's exactly this one, but then 50 years old. So Fantastic. smell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no, definitely. I mean, 
I guess that's that's the hard part I was having a hard time figuring out with because young and old, and then I've also heard of the, the perfect Yenever, you know, mm-hmm. which is like more of like a liqueur, I guess, mm-hmm. sweeter, lower in alcohol. The perfect Yenever, you call it? Sweet? That's, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's why I've, I've I've seen it already. It's kind of like a pink almost. It's very... I went to a brown bar the other day. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we had, the young, the old, and then the, the perfect Geneva, you know, I guess is what it was called. Anyway. It's sweet. It's nothing to do with Geneva. Right? Exactly. It's that's, lemonade. Yeah. It's a lemonade. No, yeah. no, that's the thing. That's what I would like to, I'd like to know your thoughts on that because, yeah. uh, I mean, because coming from, uh, when you hear of young, old, you know, I think of, uh, you know, it was almost, uh, like tequila. You have your silver, you have your reposado, then you're in, in Yeho, and then, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like young, middle-aged and then old, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. uh, Reposado is only six months in oak versus in Yeho, which mm-hmm. is, you know, 18 months. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then silvers, you know. Okay, yeah. So for tequila, just to correct myself, it is two months for, for Reposado and 12 months for an Yeho. The different aging from Yenever's kind of uh, reminded me of the different types of tequila. Yeah, anyway. But uh, so that's why I kind of gathered with Yenever, but now I'm learning it's the old techniques. So the old, old Yenever versus the young Yenever, it's the different styles. That's, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. I'm just learning that. That's very and cool. then about the sweet Yenever's, it's allowed also by Dutch law to add sugar to Geneva. Okay. And why do they do this? If you are not make, if you drink, if you make Geneva out of pure alcohol, neutral alcohol of 96% and you lower it, it's very tough. It's yeah. not nice. If you add some of this, it's too, this is also not nice. And to cover these rough parts of the, of the drink, they add sugar. If you okay. know how to distill, you don't need any sugar. Right. It's dry and it's, it's strong and soft. Uh-huh. Although there's not any sugar inside. Huh. That's fantastic. No, exactly. If you make it right, you don't need sugar. Huh. No. That's wonderful. When can we start tasting some? Uh, first, you smell, the, <laughs> you smell the three. Okay, no, I mean, yeah. these... Uh, you should smell these as well. Are these the same or...? No. Oh, there's, oh this is not yeah, yeah, you didn't put inside. I know, oh, I, was, I was getting excited. <laughs> That's because I can't see the glass. Yeah, I know, right? No, it's okay. Usually I have the glasses and then I take the bottles and yeah. pour. <laughs> okay. So three years Yes. versus 15. And you might perhaps also notice that it's 15 years old, but it's not brown. No, exactly. That's uh, It's amber. It's very nice. It gets yellowish, beautiful amber after a few years. But it's not. Uh, it's never brown. If it's brown, it's colored by caramel. Mm-hmm. No, that's, no, that's, that's very inviting. It's almost like, uh, reminds me of like maybe like a... Like a it's mouth-watering. Yeah, it's almost... <laughs> it almost reminds me of like an Irish whiskey. I don't want to sound <laughs> offensive. <laughs> but it, it almost like has that kind of a... The, sweet, the sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It's very concentrated. This one is... This one's more my style, I think. Mm. Wait until you taste it. Well, and then, and then we go to the last. And then the young, yeah. Or the... Yeah. the I guess I, I don't want to say young anymore because it's... It's not young. It's, it's this is old this style. This is young in age. Young it's in age. Old, young in age. Right. It's old in, um, in in production. Right, right. Method, but young okay. in age. Oh yeah, that's good too. 
Okay. Yeah, that you get a little more. You get a little more of the the alcohol. Not not a bad thing, but you definitely get a little more. That's of the, definitely why we put it in a barrel. Because then there's but alcohol. But there's lots of people disappear. that prefer yeah. that one. No, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of the things too. It's you know coming from the U.S. right now, your neighbors are starting to still kind of come up. You know, the gin craze is was there, and it's, uh-huh. it's there. It's but, still there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of falling off. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, the your neighbor trying to you know educate people on this mm-hmm. would be is be mind blowing to mixologists or, or mm-hmm. bartenders and barmen all over the U.S. because the and the very tell that even in Holland there's no not any bartender knowing this. Yeah. Exactly. Knowing the difference. No, and this and this is the this is the education. This is fantastic. But I mean. In terms of mixology, like or mixing cocktails, creating recipes, this one this one has so much more room to mix, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to this one you drink more straight, you know, and then this one's just probably great by itself too. Okay, <laughs> well let me. Uh, I'm gonna go through the line. I'm gonna go through the lineup. Um, well, well, no. I, I, oh, should I not drink I want yet? To go. One, you need to go. Oh, I'm so excited though. I have twenty of those. <laughs> but, but I, 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 I took some Geneva that are pretty different from it. They're all okay. different, but I like to, you to show a representative array, a part of the range. Okay. No, definitely. This is a new. I, one. I love the bottling, by the way. I love the packaging. The ceramic, the ceramic bottles are so awesome. Uh, this is a new one. Okay. I developed that uh, four years ago. It's uh, the, called the Miracle of Amsterdam. Whoa. I was, uh, somebody came to my uh, place and he asked me, could you make something out of immer, uh, of, of a very old grain, immer corn. Okay. That's uh, a two corn. It's the, it's the mother of spelt and, uh, and wheat. And I thought, well, I don't like spelt because everybody uh, thinks spelt is it today. But I do want to do something that's much older than spelled. And, uh, mm-hmm. Because we have this tradition, and I like old things, history, etc. I didn't know the, the flavor of the grain at all, but I just went for it. And uh, I bought uh, a lot of um, kilos of the grain, and I had somebody to ferment it for me, because that's not my profession. Yeah. And that's the mistake lots of people make, that a fine distiller should ferment. Uh, fermenting things is something for the rough distiller. Yeah. And the fine distiller buys the that stuff and distills it again with herbs and botanicals. That's yeah. his profession. Mm-hmm. And I, but this time, I had to do something with the rough product because uh, it was distilled until 12, 18 percent, and then I had to distill it another four times in okay. order to get this because it was too rough. But it's a very typical flavor. It differs a lot from the rest, uh-huh. as, as you can smell. No, this this smells fantastic. It's it's yeah. very floral. Yeah, it's very floral. I think it's the most elegant Geneva we got. Elegant, it's a good one. Probably one. that's because it, this one is my recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lady. The, all, the rest yeah. of the recipes is of my father and grandfather. <laughs> no, I, that, that's definitely. I was just. We were just at a Kugenhof, the mm-hmm. fields. It reminds me of the flowers. Mm-hmm. It's very no. It's it's not like over perfumey. It's it's very nice. Very. Well, oh, that's awesome. the, that the wheat. Great. The wheat has something very oriental in the flavor. It's okay. A very special smell. Mm-hmm. I never smelled it before. Oriental. I like that. I like that description. Okay. That's that's very good. 
So. So now you might taste. Now I may taste. Okay. In, okay. In the line. I shouldn't drink the two oh, no. first ones no, no. because the one is the first one is forty-eight and the second is sixty. So there's the cor. The, um, how do you pronounce it again? Corvine. 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 And this is like essentially uh, mold wine to certain. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like like whiskey, like but whiskey. then it's it's not as refined as whiskey. And that's probably because they stop at 48, and okay. whiskey is much higher. Mm-hmm. Still nice, but uh, but yeah, very harsh, lacking a lot. It's burning. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's uh, it's not uh, it's not all. You know, I could see where. I, I, again, I appreciate every spirit. I love it all. So it's like, okay, they're all going to be great, but it's like, eh, you know, it's like this. That yeah, that's not the that's not the first go to. That's maybe what you end the night with, like whatever's <laughs> left on the shelf. But uh, quarter wine, okay. Um, now this this is old. It's, it's not a real burning, but it's it's uh, to it's like a little bit of heat. It's yeah, like a, a farmer drink. It's too. It's not elegant. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Now that I enjoy that. That's just very very easy, common. You know. A little bit of heat there, but it falls off fast. It's forty percent. Oh, sweet, yeah. High, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Then it's difficult to go from the very old one to the young one. No, now we're going back. Yeah, now we're going back to the young. I can so tell you even just you know. Yeah. This is a young in age too. This is a little older as well, correct? That's one year, at least one year old. At least one year one, old. Uh, the only old stuff that's in there is this and this that's stored in a barrel. Okay. Okay. So. That's just very clean. That's very, very approachable. I mean, very easy. You know, nothing too complex. No, no. It's a little bit of spice, a little bit of, a lot of, you know, some flavor happening there, but mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, yeah, like the old in comparison. I think. Yeah, but you should start with this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, now this one I'm excited for. This one's more of like your. Almost floral, typical gin, you know, but you know, not gin. But that's very approachable. I could drink that too. That's awesome. I think you can drink anything. <laughs> I can. I can. I can. I mean, like I said, I don't. You know, every spirit. You know, yeah. Yeah. ESA. Every spirit appreciate. I'm gonna go on to these three because these are the three. These are the three. These are what I'm excited about. These are these are all kind of. First off, like rye already. I, again, I I can appreciate a good rye. You know, coming from the states, rye whiskeys are big. You know, all, so on and so forth. Um, straight rye. So this is 100 percent rye. Mm-hmm. You know, spirit with the distilled. Each botanical is distilled on its own and then blended together. Correct. No. no. Some of them. Uh, some most time we do the recipes together. Okay. But these are different uh, rye distillates with okay. different botanicals inside okay. and then blended. And then blended. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And you don't do any fermentation? No. Not any. It's a different profession. Oh, I'm getting that bite in the back, back of the throat. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting a lot more heat coming up the nose and whatnot. That's typical rye. That is. Yeah. It's so different. I mean, now that one, see, now that's like, that's great again. Me, I love everything, but I'd, I'd actually probably go back to this one more. That's why we put this one in the barrel. Yeah, because we agree. 
Because, yeah, it's a little too, but lots too much happening. Pe- yeah, because if you distill this, got it. it's going around through your mouth. It's not balanced yet. Uh-huh. And after a few uh, uh, months, it gets more balanced, and then we put it in a bottle. Okay. We prefer this, but people, most of the people prefer this. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. Because they like it to have a bite. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Now, a three-year-old, definitely. Starting to feel it, starting to mellow it out. It grows. Yeah. It develops. Yeah. yeah. Definitely grows. That's the reposado, if you will. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is the Añejo. Yeah. Now this one, oh, yeah. So complex now. Now we're getting way more into sweeter notes. And what, what type of, uh, it is oak? Is it oak, yeah. Charred, uh, yeah. French oak? No, it's American oak. It's American oak, okay. Yeah. See, that's awesome. Like, that's great. Yeah, this would be my go-to, I think. Uh, this one, this one, this, I mean, really, come on, all of them. But no, <laughs> I really like this guy. That's like, that's definitely more my style. And then it's, in fact, wrong to drink this one, because mm-hmm. that's 15 and that's two years old. So you're going back again. I'm going, I'm going back again. But okay, okay that's you know okay. that. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, no problem. <laughs> but getting more botanicals now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this guy with this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the flavor profile on this one is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the Miracle, right? Miracle of Amsterdam. Miracle of Amsterdam. And the Miracle of Amsterdam, that name refers to a happening in the 13th century when an ill man uh, was in, uh, with the monks in the hospital and he was to die and he lied by the fire and then he got from a monk uh, some small part of a hostie in his mouth. It's but a hostie, hostie. It's a white piece of bread, a flat piece of bread. Okay. In the Catholic uh, religion, they put it under your tongue when you yeah, when you are dying or or when you want to ask for absolution or something. Okay. Like a Eucharist or a communion or something. Yeah, yeah, no, more like uh, that you're forgiven. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I understand. Okay. Before you die, you want to be forgiven. Right, right, okay, got it. <laughs> and, but he couldn't uh, keep it in his mouth because he was that ill that he uh, spit Sweet. it out in the fire. Uh-huh. But the next morning, the hostie wasn't burned. That piece of bread wasn't burned, so that was a miracle. Wow, okay. And they took the hostie because this... It, it couldn't be something else but a miracle of God. So they took it to a special place, into another uh, monk place. And then next day it was back in the fire again where it started. And uh, it was the second miracle. Wow. So then this miracle, well, people forgot about it. But uh, a few years later they started in Amsterdam to remember the miracle. And each year they're walking around in Amsterdam to uh, how do you call it? To honor the miracle, and they still do it nowadays. Okay. So that's it. And if you uh, would like to search it on Google or something, and you search for miracle of Amsterdam, you will find that uh, each year in March or April, depends on when it's possible, they do the secret, the, the silent walk in Amsterdam okay. around Amsterdam to remember this. Very cool. It's a religious walk, silent walk. Very cool. And because we are still in Amsterdam, and that's a miracle as well. Right. We thought, and, and it's a different product, uh, very much different than other uh, of our Geneva's. Okay. We thought this is the miracle of Amsterdam in that's, our time. Well, that's great. 
I'm gonna keep drinking it. Okay. Well, fantastic. So that's Geneva. That's the. And now about gin. Okay. A yeah. Small, a very small lesson about gin. Okay. Can't and wait. Why is that important? Because okay. people are lying about gin, and uh, I don't like that because <laughs> we make gins for years already, yeah. and then suddenly somebody thought uh, gin should be a hype, mm-hmm. and they started to make uh, about a thousand different types of gin, mm-hmm. all with different flavors, all different bottles, all different prices, but most of them very high prices. Mm-hmm. If you open the law, the European law, and you read about gin, mm-hmm. then there's lots of strange things in the law. So they call a distilled, dry distilled gin is either a product made of ethyl alcohol. So that should be, that could be every type of uh, agricultural alcohol. So mm-hmm. it's sugar beet or rice or potatoes or grain, whatever, doesn't matter, right. as long as it's a gin distillate. Okay. And what is an original gin distillate, it should be distilled in original kettles and with the original botanicals. Okay. Either that, uh, so gin distillate made of 100% dry distilled gin is made of 100% gin distillate. Okay. Or, and it's in the word or, it's a pure grain alcohol, ethyl alcohol made of all types of Right. Uh, ingredients. Okay. Doesn't matter what. Flavored with some of the gin distillate or even artificial or natural aromas. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, my understanding in the States for it to be gin, neutral base alcohol, whether it be come from, you know, fruit, brandy or whatever, grapes, grain, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. then, yeah, juniper has to have, contain juniper berries to some degree. In order for it to be a gin. Mm-hmm. And then from there, essentially, the sky's the limit in terms of botanicals. People do, you know, sarsaparilla root, you mm-hmm. know, all different kinds of, you know, different botanicals, florals, you know. Uh, you can't think of it, everything is inside. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah. Just take the spice cabinet, yeah. empty it, and yeah. then you got yeah. a gin. <laughs> so, what is, I guess, now what are you you're, you're getting at? Like, that's not the right way of making gin, or what is the right way? Uh, what I think is strange is that in a law, you state that it's either 100% gin distillate or a mix of neutral alcohol got and it. gin distillate. Okay. So, if you buy a bottle and it's called dry distilled gin, uh-huh. you don't know what's inside. Is it neutral alcohol with some a bit of gin distillate, or right. is it 100% gin distillate? And if it's not 100%, is it perhaps 50 or 70 or 40? Right, okay. I think they should, and also that's for, for Geneva's as well, we should be more transparent in what's in the products. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, uh, somebody gave me a bottle of uh, a very famous gin, I won't call names, and I thought, what's, this is very pricey. In, in Holland, it costs about 35 to 40 euros for a seven-tenth. Mm-hmm. And then I think, what's special about this gin? Why do people pay this amount for that rather simple gin? That must be marketing. And does it contain gin distillate at all? I don't know. Right. So that's what I think is very strange, that people in Holland and in Europe and, uh, may do everything inside a bottle and let you think that it might be even 100% gin distillate, but you don't know for sure. And we make a gin, this one, uh, for a long time already, and it's made of 50% grain alcohol and 50% gin distillate. Okay. 
But my answer to this gin that uh, is twice the price from this one was to make a 100% distillate. Okay. It's only for fun. Right. I can't sell a lot of it because I have other things to distill as well. <laughs> but I, 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 it's my, yeah, how do you call it, quest to let people know what's the difference between 100% distillate and a blend. Okay. So this is a blend of 50-50, which is already a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is a 100% one, made of 50% gin distillate and 50% juju distillate. And this is a 100% gin distillate. Oh my goodness. Now you say, what was that, yuzu? Yuzu, that's a Japanese fruit. Oh, okay, just making sure, okay. Yuzu, yeah, citrus is fantastic. Oh, wow, okay. And if if the gin gin culture is going down, it should be going up with these. I know. No, exactly. Well, I mean, well, that's kind of, it's, you know, the states are very trendy in terms of this is in, all of a sudden this is in. Yeah. And it's constantly changing. And, you know, give it another 20 years and then, you know. (laughs) I know, sex on the beach will be the next big cocktail. Uh, It's like the 80s. Okay, wow. That's, you smell the difference between Oh, those? it's it's so fun. It's so fun. I love I love gin tasting because they're all so different. But so this one's the blend of the two. Yeah. This one's just single gin distillate. Single gin just and this one again is what? Grain alcohol. Just grain alcohol. And okay. fifth no, not just plain. It's grain alcohol. It's grain alcohol, yeah. With fifty percent of gin distillate. Okay. 50, so it's 50. these two. Okay. And then this is gin and Yuzu. Eugen and Yuzu. Together, hundred percent. So, so there's no not any addition of neutral alcohol. Okay, got it. Grain alcohol. I am a sucker for yuzu. I love it. <laughs> You're not the only one. I know. <laughs> Thinking of me of it makes me uh, my, uh, my mouth watering. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. I. Uh, they're all, okay. They're all so fun though. Right, I'm gonna start from this one. Okay, very sweet. That's because of the percentage is 42. Yeah. And the higher the alcohol percentage gets, the mm-hmm. sweeter it, it tastes. Okay. That's fun. Okay. Because there's not any sugar added. Uh-huh. The yuzu. Okay. This one's just a little more heat. A little more heat going on there. I'm actually... I love the aroma of this, but the flavor there. Still, you get the bitter citrus. And mm-hmm. that's kind of... It's great. Again, the mixology, I think could be there in terms of mixability that could be fun for like uh, I think that one should be drank without any mix just pure you don't think so (laughs) just pure huh yeah just pure okay all right it's too good to be mixed yeah too good to be okay (laughs) no true I mean uh, yeah true I mean and then as for just the the question is would you mix a good whiskey this is true having bartended for years I have made quite a few (laughs) <laughs> expensive Manhattans in my day, some very expensive Manhattan. Yeah. Just because it's kind of one of those things, like. But I don't because know. it's fun, or because it's just. Uh, oh, not for me. For actual patrons that yeah, came yeah, in, yeah. Um, and it's kind of a. Uh, it's I don't know the the analogy. I guess it's like putting uh, spinning rims on your Rolls Royce or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, why would you do that to a really nice car where yeah. you can put neon lights on it or something? Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> People do it. But yes, okay, I agree. That has a just, it's a too, I'm not a big bitter person, and this mm-hmm. one just comes across a little bitter. The but nose it, is it very... It can't have bitter inside because 
bitters are not distilled. No, I know, I know, it's, it's but perception. I mean, and yeah, I guess it's perception. Yeah. I guess it's the citrus, like the, yeah. the rind, almost. Yeah. I get the rind of the yuzu. Yeah, the way we distill, there's not any bitter in any distillate. Right. So if you taste bitter, uh huh, it's dandy. It's, it can't be real okay. because the bitters are not right. are not vaporizing. Right. They dissolve in the water. Right. Okay. Okay. And the water stays behind if you distill. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna bounce around. All right, I can see, I see what you're getting at now with the yuzu. Yeah, visiting it again. But it's a very outspoken flavor. It is. That's the thing. I think that's what it is. Yeah. The yuzu, the yuzu flavor. It is so good. I almost love the smell, but drinking it is too much for me. Yeah, that's, that's just the thing. But it's with, not only with you. Uh, that's why gin regularly is made of a blend. Yeah. Also, this one. If you drink one of it. Yeah. Even in a cocktail, you're, you're ready. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So that's why they don't sell it 100%. But, mm-hmm. and that's, but I wanted to show mm-hmm. what a real 100% is right. like. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, definitely. Thank you. And like, like I said, the Yuzu is so, so inviting, but it's one of those things like, ah, this is, I think this. this but it's guy. very personally because lots yeah. of people prefer this mm-hmm. above this one, yeah. above this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. But it's what you're, what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. It's just, uh, it's nice. Like, again, it, yeah, it's all, again, it's all subjective, but at the same time, it's, uh, the yuzu's just, it's so nice, it's inviting, but then when you're drinking it, it's like drinking the, the fruit. And, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Sometimes I'm... It's maybe, very outspoken. Maybe it's my indeed. palate's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, this I, one's I mean, be easier drinking. for you, okay. I think. And after that, you might smell and taste that one. Okay, so now these are just... These are liqueurs. These are liqueurs. Not to be confused with lekker. (laughs) I'm learning a little bit of Dutch. Lekker. And then if your mouth's full, you go like this. Mm. Oh, you don't do that? (laughs) Mmm, good. No, I like... No, no, not in the States. (laughs) Me, I go, just do thumbs up. Mouth full, I'm like... "Mm." We like this one and we're like tooey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's waving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. This is awesome. You, no, this is where you do. This one is lower in percentage, mm-hmm. and then other flavors are by the are lifted by the sugar that's inside. Very good. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. And these are only a few of our products. We make about four hundred different. Four hundred different products. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Okay, okay, okay. And this is a family business. So, what generation are you? I'm the third, and my daughters are uh, the fourth. They're looking over there. No. And it's all right here in this little region. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I'll show you around. You'll see them. I can't wait. Did you say it started with your with grandfather? Grandfather. Well, he took over uh, some distilleries. One of the seventeenth, uh, eight. Uh, 18th century, 1782, yeah. Wow. And that's from The Hague, wow. coming from The Hague, yeah. Okay. This but one is more complex. Yes, very. It's uh, made of 35 different ingredients. Cinnamon being one of them? Uh, only a little bit. Okay. But it comes out because of, it's lifted also because of other flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important smell, which people smell, Slow? is... Hmm? Do you have 
Is there slow berries in here? No. No? Not any. <laughs> it's almond. Almond, okay. Definitely. It's cherry. Okay. And people smell either almond or cherry. Yeah. Almond or cherry. And mostly of the time, not both. Okay. And it's in, if you drink it and you swallow it, it's a bit of chocolate. And that's meant there's chocolate distillate inside. Mm-hmm. And far more, it's about seven different distillates inside. Mm-hmm. But the, it's made to be a cherry chocolate. Okay. Like the, the fluid chocolate, yeah? Yeah. like Moncherie. Okay. But then, not Moncherie, but a handmade one. Mm-hmm. So if you if you take a sip, you taste the kirsch, the, the cherry. Yeah. And then you taste the almond, which also is very much there in kirsch. Mm-hmm. And then when you start chewing on the chocolate, uh, you, you taste the chocolate. <laughs> and you swallow it, and then the chocolate stays. And if you drink this one now, and you will leave, in half an hour later you will still taste it. That's because of the very strong flavors which you can never have when you make uh, artificial flavor you use artificial flavors then you only you taste on the first part of your tongue you taste what it should be tasting like eh? that what you want they want you to taste like strawberry then you swallow it and all that's left is sugar okay the flavor is gone this flavor stays okay that's awesome no that's great no definitely um, so, questions. Yeah, questions. Lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's been very educational. I love this. This is, uh, I mean, I'm usually just visiting whiskey distilleries or you know, mm-hmm. vodka and gin in the States. But this has been a crash course in Geneva, and I have much to learn. Mm. We have so many products. We're starting with uh, Geneva School in uh, the last part of the year. Oh. Yes. Because there's not many people in Holland that know anything about Geneva as well. Mm. The usual cure is fantastic too. Mm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So shall I show you around? Yes, yeah. Then you know, okay. learn more about fine distilling. Yeah. Well, let's end. Uh, let's end the podcast. So, mm-hmm. cheers. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, let's go take a cruise. Okay. And for the viewers at home, I'm probably gonna show video here. Or over here. Did you see did you see the podcast we do? How we do it? No. No. Okay. I'm very busy. Just, I haven't had time yet. <laughs> well look around. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well cheers. Thank you. Finny? Okay. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you so much. Okay. Cheers. Okay. This has been Life Distilled. Join us again next time as we bring you more from the world of craft spirits and small batch lifestyle. Until then, be sure to visit us at microshiner.com 